Hey everyone, welcome to the Flexing Physio podcast. This podcast is aimed for physios, whether you are a student or already qualified and working in the big bad world. On this podcast, we will be giving real-world advice about everything physiotherapy. We will be having a bunch of special guests. And most of all, we will be having lots of fun banter. My name is Dan Chang, and I'm a physio working in a private practice here in Tamworth, and I will be your host. Now, let's get into this episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to uh, another episode of the Flexing Physio. Um, my name is Dan Chang, and I'm the host of this amazing, awesome podcast. So we've got my man, John O'Lau, who's a physio in Sydney. Um, I've invited him onto the show to talk about and, and to tackle some common misconceptions that we've heard. So welcome again to the show, Jono. Hi, thank you for having me again. No worries. In this episode, we are going to address the pain is damage misconception. Um, which I also like to think about it as hurt does not equal harm. There was, um, I did a placement in my final year of physio and uh, I saw a lot of OA knees and I just remember my supervisor harping on to me to educate the patient that hurt does not equal harm, which I use to this day. Like I've been working for uh, nearly three years and I, I use that pretty much every day. With me, for my example, listening to pain is damage. Uh, when I hear someone say that, I come about it from a very gentle gentle way. I try not to um, tear them down straight away. If someone came in with, um, for example, knee OA, how would you, as, as a clinician, how would you explain to them that pain doesn't equal harm? Um, so I totally agree with you that when it comes to pain does not necessarily equal to damage. I think, look, until I started doing physio, I also thought the same, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's common knowledge that pain equals damage. And mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense because if we sprain an ankle and there's like, a, let's say, an ATFL tear, yep. we can directly attribute our pain to that structure. Yep. So I think when it comes to a lot of acute injuries, pain equals damage for the most part does fit. You know, if I cut my finger and it's bleeding it's probably skin damage right yeah uh but when it comes to things like oa that is what we would consider chronic uh chronic injury mm. uh i think we have to start to change the perception around that because um i like to just use i like to use the word sensitivity yeah that um you know it's not i'll say something like this like hey, it's not necessarily that your knee is really, really damaged and that's what's causing you the pain. It's just that um, it's probably the joints, they're just not as, uh, the muscles and the joints in that area aren't as strong as they could be. Mm. And whenever you um, expose yourself to any of these things that you need to do every day, like walking or climbing upstairs, it's too much for your knee. And mm. that's why you're getting a lot of pain and potentially inflammation. So Let's focus on building your quad strength, your glute strength, every this is a lower limb strength. And you might find that it's going to be easier for you to do these things. Yeah. And potentially you might even have less pain. And that's kind of where I'll go from there. Yeah. And I think the the main 
motivation is the less pain part. So if you can convince them that if they do these exercises or these A, B, and C exercises, they can have less pain, then you've already hooked them and or, or got them to buy in in, in a way. Not that we're salesmen, but um, yeah, like you've got them and then they can adhere and uh, be more compliant with their home exercise plan. Um, there was a really interesting experiment. I'm not sure if you've seen it before, but they put a mirror between a real, this person sitting with both hands on the table and, oh, sorry, yeah, both hands on the table, but they put a mirror between both hands and then put a rubber hand next to the, so the person's thinking that the rubber hand is their hand and then um, they can, and then they brush some feathers on the rubber hand and the hand and their own hand that they can't see and then what happens is that your mind starts to convince yourself that the rubber hand is their hand and then all of a sudden the guys will get a hammer and smash the rubber hand and they feel pain so this just goes to show that the human mind is really weird (laughs) it's probably the best way to describe it Um, and not always tissue damage equals pain sometimes it can be uh you know this is obviously a very extreme example um but it can be completely 100 percent psychological with the pain yep it's perception right perception that's right but you know obviously you don't want to tell someone who's in who's in pain that it's all in their head because that's how yeah i don't even i don't even i never say that ever i used to accidentally say it in my ep days yeah um but it's it doesn't help anyone. Yeah. Um, wow. People pers- people personalize that. They think you're selling, telling them they're crazy. Yeah. So I, I like to keep it a little bit more on the neurological side. I just say, look, or like I'll try to help. I'll, I'll use language that disassociates their body from themselves. Yeah. So I'll say something like, look, your brain or your body just is right now just feeling a lot of pain mm. when it when all we're doing is doing a small thing. So it's just. It's kind of like your defense systems are just way on overdrive. I'll just say that. So let's our job is just to kind of like slowly bring that defense system back to normal level yeah. so that um, even these simple things that feel so painful um, won't hurt so much. Yes, exactly. And I read this thing saying that the exercises we get the patients to do, it addresses their psychological factors, such as the fear avoidance, um, which we touched on previously, and also kinesiophobia, which is fear of movement, um, and also catastrophizing things. Um, And then over time, if we start to gently expose that knee, for example, to to movement and to loading, um, it reduces the overall sensitivity on the overall uh, nervous system um and therefore as you said before dials down that 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 volume or that defense mechanism 100 percent. i like to always bring the nervous system into it because yeah. i think it's a easy way for people to view the problem outside of themselves mm. you look at you don't they don't personalize themselves with their nervous system so it feels less of an attack as opposed to oh you know the pain's all in your head right so you just say look your nervous system is just it's on overdrive because you've just kept ignoring the pain signals and you just kept crunching your like using your knee even when it hurts so you know when when you're when you're not listening to the alarm system your body just turns it on higher to get you to stop yeah, you know, so 
it's all I always say it's like a malfunctioned alarm system. So yeah. our job is just to make sure it's less sensitive so you can do the things you want to do again. Yeah, absolutely. Your body's not, your body's not actually fighting you. It's it's just we've got to work alongside with the nervous system to get it working. So. Yeah, yeah. What with the example you said before about if you just acutely um, sprain your ankle and you tear your ATFL, for example, the pain that you feel in the first couple of hours or even the first seven days is actually good because it's your body's way of protecting itself. And if you don't listen to the pain, then that risks you from with uh, that risks you uh, into greater injury and hurting more, right? Yep. Yeah. So that brings me on to the next question, I guess, is what we just talked about is that pain shouldn't be disregarded. There's a reason why, why we feel pain. So in terms of our rehab and in terms of our homework to patients, what is good pain and what is bad pain when we send them home with exercise? That is a really good question to address because, um, I only learned this on the job when I was mm. working as an EP. Because mm. um, I think for us individuals who um, start gymming quite at an early age, we we learn to differentiate between like muscle soreness and like sharp pain because mm. we're in the gym so often, right? Yeah. But I think for the average person um, who hasn't been exposed to a stressor like that, anything that is unpleasant or uncomfortable is pain. So. I think a very common question I always ask a patient is, do you know the difference between like muscle soreness versus like sharp pain? Yep. And I'll say like, for example, um, if I banged my toe on the bottom of my uh, bed frame, you know, that's pain. That hurts, right? Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to be continuously feeling something like that. Yeah. But if, after I do like a long run and my calves are starting to burn, that pain, I'll use inverted commas pain. I just say yeah. soreness. Yeah. Um, that's okay. That's just a uh, response from exercise. So don't worry too much about it. It's just normal. Yeah. 100%. Um, there are some other injuries too, I would say, that uh, you don't want to feel pain. Uh, I think some injuries and, and I'm happy for you to, to disagree as well is that um, nerve related injuries. Like if you had a brachial plexus uh, tear, something's as severe as that, you probably don't want to exercise them into, into pain. Would you agree? I would agree. So for the most part, I don't like doing anything in pain for any of my patients anyway. Yeah. But I will always, I will make an exception if I think it is necessary. Yeah. Because I, yeah, if you are, so in physio, we say like less than a three out of 10, uh, like perceived pain is okay, right? Yeah. And I do agree. But if you can get them to do an exercise with no pain, like why not? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And and another injury could include uh, bone stressy, uh, reactions such as your tibial, um, your shin splints for runners, um, and also obviously if you have a, a fracture through the bone, you don't want to be um, loading it through pain because then that's just um, not helpful for, to help it heal. Mm. Very good. 
mate, some some big truth bombs dropped in these uh dropped in these episodes, eh? Those are the only bombs that I'll drop. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I feel like we uh for, for both of us, I think it's fair to say that this stuff we don't get taught in uni. And we um if you're a student listening to this podcast, um start early, start start trying to figure out how to explain to a patient um, why they're in pain or start to explain, find really common pathologies like NEOA, shoulder, rotator cuff tears, all those things, and find a way of how to describe it to a patient without creating uh, no succebic language, things such as wear and tear, um, you know, bone on bone, all that language is so unhelpful. Hey. So bad. I do not use stuff like that. Yeah. Imagine if, like, just to touch on that again, because yeah. I think it's so important and on the on how important our language is. Mm. We know about that stuff because we have had all this education. And like you said before, health literacy, right? Yeah. But let's say if we went into a field that we had zero idea about and some lawyers like, oh, you're getting reprimanded for like this clause, clause, and then they say all these big words. Yeah, it just sounds terrifying because we have no clue what's going on, you know. Yeah. So, um, I think we should kind of think about that when we say these same things to patients who, yeah, honestly could care less about physiotherapy. You know, mm. that's not what they do. They are doing their other stuff, mm. and they're only here because they want to get back to doing that stuff. So, the more we can focus on that kind of stuff and try and um, be aligned to what our patients' goals are. Yeah. Um, then I think you get a better outcome. Yeah. Yeah. It's all my, my boss has put it this way. We're almost like a patient's coach, life coach, not only t- trying to get them get their ATFL to heal, but also trying to instill some more confidence into the human. And I've heard this many times it's don't treat the scan, treat the person, treat the human. Um, so if a person, person comes into me, uh, comes to my room with an MRI scan of their lower back and like puts it in my face. I always just put it down first and I always, you know, talk to them, build some rapport. And then after I've done my subject subjective, I will then have a read of the MRI and see whether it confirms or denies what I think is going on. Yeah. Mm. This, is, this is a funny story. Um, I wanted to take that whole MRI thing to another level. So I actually went to a GP and I asked them for an MRI for my back. Yeah. And they asked me like, what for? And I was like, I just want to get an MRI. Because <laughs> in my head, it's because I wanted to get one. And I was actually hoping that I'd have a disc bulge. Yeah. Like 100% honest. Yeah. I wanted to have a disc bulge. So then I could like take a video of myself deadlifting yeah. right after I got the scan. Or like yeah. right after I got the results. Just to prove a point that a disc bulge doesn't mean you have pain. Yeah. Oh, she wouldn't let me. She got, she got angry. She got angry. She's like, you're wasting my resources. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Oh, um, so you didn't get one? No, nah, she wouldn't let me. She, wouldn't let me. Surely, she says, you have, you have to have something going on. So, surely you can get your colleagues to write you a referral and just say you've got L4, L5 pain or something. Yeah. I, I, we, I talked about that recently with my colleagues and they were like, we can do that. Yeah. So, yeah, if... if MRIs are unfortunately quite expensive, so I'm not so willing to do that at the moment. <laughs> a much better thing to spend your money on than to prove yeah. a point, right? But yeah. um, I, it it's just just to go just to confirm that in my it's my hundred percent belief that 
a disc bulge is not always the root cause of your pain. Yeah. So don't take your scan too hard. Yeah. You definitely will have pain. Yeah. But you know, there's just it's very complex. This is why physiotherapy is not an easy job no, or easy degree. Because it's not black and white, unfortunately. Yeah. That's right. Um, I've got a couple of episodes um, previously talking with my boss. He's been working as a physio for like 98 years. And uh, I, we talk about, <laughs> we talk about um, how physiotherapy is a very uh, gray area job. And it's, as you said, it's not black and white. And it's our chance to be creative. And also um, any job that includes human contact can be very complicated and almost stressful as well. Yeah. And, you know, we are in the people helping industry. So yep. we have to be good at talking to people. Exactly. Communicating to people. So, um, you know, I, I, that's why it all comes to me. It always comes back to communication. Yep. You, you cannot be the best physio you can be if you cannot communicate what you're trying to do to your patient and get yep. by it, for example. Yep. Exactly. So, so good. All right. Well, I reckon we'll cut that episode there. But man, I really appreciate you coming on and um, sharing your expertise and uh, yeah, dropping those truth bombs left, right, and center. Appreciate you for having me, man. That's all right. My so, first podcast. It was cool. It was a cool experience. Very good. Well, I hope it's not your last because um, there's been, I think there's been a lot more people. I think due to COVID as well, just sitting at home, doing nothing, starting podcasts and um, sharing experiences and inf information around. I think it's a really good avenue and platform to do that. Yeah. Mm. And, and the stuff that you share on your Instagram too, like you're sharing a lot of good um, research and other people's pages and other people's posts as well. And now they're always a really interesting read. Thank you, man. Um, my, my purpose of my Instagram page is if you completely listen to everything I share and, mm. and like, and like make, maybe you'll never have to go physio again. Mm. That's actually my goal. If you right. truly adopt everything I tell you to do, or mm -hmm. I, I have recommended, yeah, I don't think you ever have to see a physio because you'll figure out how to manage your own injuries or not hurt yourself in the first place. So, yeah, absolutely. Now that's, um, that's good. And I think, uh, well, maybe, maybe if you, if you have something that you need to pay off, you might um, spread some misinformation to get them to, to, to come and get them to hurt themselves. So you can see more patients and get more moolah. Yeah. Fortunately for me, or fortunately or unfortunately, people will do that anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's hurt true. themselves anyway. <laughs> all right. Now, thanks for that. And um, all the best with your comp as well. Um, who Thank you, man if my listeners want to reach out to you and if they want to find you, where can they find you? Um, yeah. So the Instagram page that we've been talking about is just at Jono physio. Yep. And I also have jumped on TikTok in the last two weeks. So my TikTok is physio bra. And <laughs> I have told myself I will post every single day until the end of the year. So oh, nice. if you, yeah consistency consistency in everything right that's the key um yep. but yeah i will post more on my tiktok yeah um but i 
even on my story, like I just post so much from my Instagram story just because um, I think there's just so much good stuff that we physios know that the general pop doesn't know. And like, it'd make our lives easier if someone came in and they were like, yeah, I already know that pain doesn't equal damage. You know, yeah. tell me what we want to do and I'll do it. You know, imagine like that was physio. Oh, what a, what a dream. But That'd you know, be awesome. Yeah. So until we get all that information out there, then we will, we will still have to be good at educating and communicating. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Jono, we will catch you in the next episode. Well, we won't be catching you in the next episode, but thanks for listening, guys.